Ah, and we are live! Welcome back to Takes by Fans. We have a great show for you today. As always, we are live every single day at noon Eastern. If you want to watch live, head over to twitch.tv slash takesbyfans. If you want to watch but not live, head over to our YouTube channel, Takes by Fans. We post all of our shows and clips of the show there on a daily basis. And if you just want to listen, we are on podcasting apps, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Folks, come on now. However you want to watch or listen you can do that either and every way every way possible we uh we are on something <laughs> so Alrighty, today is a big old Tuesday. We have an absolutely packed show today. We got to do our NBA player spotlight. We do that every Tuesday, Thursday. We have to do our NFL draft draft prospect highlight. We do that every day to the draft, baby. And uh, we still have to talk about the NBA. We still got to talk about our stores. We have to do our moneymaker today. We forgot. We just plain forgot to do it yesterday. So we have all that today on the show. Um, let's do a little hints here. So for our NBA player spotlight today, we're going to be looking at a rookie who's been on the bench and has been elevated to the starting lineup. Little clue there. Big clue there. Y'all should know who that is um, if you listen to the show every day. And our NFL prospect that we'll be looking at is going to be the number third overall pick to the Miami Dolphins, baby. That should be enough of a hint for y'all there. So um, those are the two hints. That's what we got today on the show. So let's get into the stories of the day. And, uh, alrighty, so I may go berserk. I may go berserk because Dolphins have received several calls for the third overall pick. And, folks, 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 Brian Flores, once again, hey, I'm looking right at you. I'm speaking to only Brian Flores now. So, if you're not Brian Flores, you can turn down the podcast, pause the video, fast forward. Brian Flores, do not take any of these calls. You can take the calls. Don't don't entertain them realistically. Maybe just be like, all right, all right, that's what you want. All right, and then just hang up. Nothing, no, don't say anything. Don't offer any advice. Don't try and be like yeah we maybe are thinking about just say yeah we're not interested hang up the phone and go forward from there Brian Flores this is a luxury pick luxury pick you robbed the Texans organization you've won don't try and get this pick and turn it into three more picks like a a late second round and a third round no 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 you go and get Devontae Smith at number three you help Tua out. You improve the offense. You get a weapon for Tua, who is our franchise quarterback, Brian Flores. Do not take any of these calls, and please, God, no, do not trade this third overall pick. We've won. We've won. You, When you make that trade, you hope you get a big draft pick. You hope that team flounders. I mean, we, we traded Laramie Tunsil. And Kenny Smith, we did not think, I know I did not think we were going to get a third overall pick. I did not think the Texans were going to be so bad this season that they would fall all the way down to the number third pick. They just upgraded that wide receiver and got their line healthier. We did not think it was going to be this low of a pick. We were probably thinking like mid-20, like low-20s, high teens. But now it translated to a third overall pick. You've won, Brian Flores. You've won. You've won the long game. You've won the waiting game. So please do not mess it up get somebody at number three I I would like for it to be Devontae Smith but please just choose somebody at number three we already have two first round picks you need to take both of them first round picks are the only picks that matter in the NFL draft yes you can get decent 
decent production, you know, at the sixth round and seventh round. That can pan out. We know that. But for first round picks, that's really when you have you have your chance at everybody. Everybody in the pool in the first round, y'all can go and choose whoever you want, basically. So go and get the best players at number three. And I believe we're at number 18 as well. Please just use this number three pick. Please do not trade it. I will go berserk. I will have to I will have to change fandom. I don't want to do it, but I will have to. Take Devontae Smith at number three. Please, please, please. All right, everybody else can tune back in now. We're all good. Um, all righty, the top 100 plays. We got number 75 through 51. Yesterday, we saw 100 through 76, and it was pretty good. I didn't like number 100 of the Patrick Mahomes incomplete pass. What is that doing there? Uh, Derrick Henry's runs. We saw two Derrick Henry runs. I want to see more Derrick Henry in the top 75 through 51. And another play that we have to be on the lookout is, you know, the this season's Miami Miracle because it seems like every season we're having a Miami Miracle. Two seasons ago against Brady um, in Miami. Uh, Tannehill to I don't even know all the people that got there but at the end Gronk couldn't chase him down and we went <laughs> and we went with the walk-off touchdown uh so this year's Miami Miracle is still not up yet we'll see if it's through 75 to 51 should be in the top 10 honestly we'll see where the NFL ranks it but without further ado here we go the top 75 through 51 plays of the 2020 season let's continue here and let's see what we get Alrighty, number 75 is going to be a Russell Wilson pick six by this Rams defense. And we know this Rams defense was absolutely amazing all season. They held the teams to the fewest points all season, just under 300 points to total given up. Alrighty, number 74 is a Patrick Mahomes pick. Ooh, they're doing that man dirty, this, this uh, highlight package. Number 73, Deshaun Watson, Kiki Cutie fumbling at the one-yard line. That is so classic. Every time they face the Colts this season, the game ended on a fumble on the one-yard line. Deshaun Watson did it. Kiki Cutie did it. And at number 73, that's what we get, the Kiki Cutie fumble at the two-yard line. Classic. All right, 72, Derek Carr going 50 yards deep for a completion touchdown. Yes, sir. Nelson Aguilar with the 50-yard touchdown score. Number 71, Andy Dalton getting into the mix. A huge deep. Oh, damn. Woof. Look at this catch. Look at this. Oh, my God. Yeah, just look at this catch. Holy cow. Getting brought down two feet in bounds. Very well done. That's what should what Honestly, that's what the, uh, the Cowboys offense should have have been doing all season long I don't know why it it took one game for them to be decent and every other game was trash oh well oh well Alrighty, number 70, back to Patrick Mahomes in week 12, the Tyreek Hill, the nice 75-yard bomb. Oh, and we get the deuces. This is the play that Tyreek Hill chalked up the deuces and Antoine Winfield's face, and then he returned the fight favor and got fined for it. How does Tyreek Hill not get fined for this? Still at the five-yard line chalking up the deuces, and he doesn't get fined. Come on, NFL, be better than that. All right, number 69, Tom Brady to Mike Evans, and he said, who gonna bring me down, huh? Two players, no, 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 I'm still going all the way for the score yes sir mike evans is a beast folks we know this 68 packers what do we got here play action pass aaron Rodgers versus saints he sees it immediately wide open and there it is yes sir completion should be down at the one yard line to alan lazard number 67 russell wilson in the red zone a beautiful rainbow lob all the way to the back of the end zone and that's tyler lockett baby yes sir that's cash money number 66 tom brady going deep deep and it's caught. Oh, boy. And this was the NFC Championship game that really ruined Aaron Rodgers' uh, goat case. Unfortunate. 
Deshaun Watson at number 65. I mean, folks, look at this, man. Look at this, man. How do you not want to get this man on your team? Literally almost falling down, able to still get the arm strength there, pure arm strength for like 25 yards down the field for the completion. All righty, Andy Dalton. Oh, no, this is Dak Prescott, Cowboys, right here. Number 64, Dak Prescott going all the way down. And, oh, my goodness. Is that Amari Cooper? Yes, it is. The one-handed catch, absolutely fantastic. The Cowboys are going to be good next year, folks. Let's all relax. They're, they're fine. They didn't have Dak Prescott. Russell Wilson going all the way deep to DK Metcalf for number 63. Oh, but the great defense gets the fumble, knocks it out of his hands. And this was when the Seahawks were good, unfortunately, and they still kind of beefed it on this play. DK Metcalf, man, what a kind of high and low season fumbling right here at the one-yard line, not taking care of the ball. Big Ben getting in on the action at number 62, going to one of his elite weapons here, who is at Juju Smith-Schuster for the score. 61, Derrick Henry, direct snap at the five-yard line, and he punches it in for a touchdown. Derrick Henry's back, baby. That's three plays by this man in the top 100 so far. How are we not saying he's the greatest running back of all time? Oh, no, Mitch Trubisky? No, Mitch Trubisky gets in the top 100 at number 60? Ugh. Ugh, should have been an interception. Here we go. Mitch Trubisky from the 26-yard line here going all the way down to Miller. All right. Is that Miller? Yeah. All right. All right. Mitch Trubisky gets one. Mr. Risky gets number 60. Number 59 for the first down on fourth and two in the playoff game. Baker Mayfield makes the completion. Number 58. This is number 58. Mm, okay. <laughs> All right. A nice catch. Not even for a first down. All right. All right. Number 57, a 59-yard field goal by the Chiefs to win the game in overtime versus the Chargers. This was a game that they all struggled in offensively and had to wait till the third, fourth quarter to score and in overtime. Number 56, we get a nice little run after catching. Oh, and styling on him over the hurdle. Man, if you get hurdled, that's got to be the most like demoralizing thing ever. Oh, my goodness. Just look at the defender here. Just like grabbing air. You're looking like a fool out here. This is a film study that you would just close your eyes on. <laughs> that's incredible, honestly. Hurdling somebody, I I'll never understand how it works, but it does. All right, number 55, Dak Prescott back in the top 100 here. Zeke Elliott saying, who going to stop me, huh? Just making room, going through all these defenders. And the man shows a six-pack at the end. Number 54, defense of the Jets is so trash that a 90-yard, 90-plus-yard run here for a touchdown. Oh, no, he gets brought down at the 50. All right, a little lackluster there, but it was still a great play. Number 53, a punt. Is this going to be returned for a touchdown? Let's see. Jacksonville returning it at their own 10-yard line. Number 84, going the distance, and yes, sir, great blocking, only the punter to beat, and ooh, made that man look silly right there. The nice little hezzy inside going right back outside, Chark, Chark the third, well done. All right, 52, Russell Wilson going all the way to, who the heck is that? I think DK Metcalf. <laughs> all right, number 51. Nice little reverse over to Jarvis Landry, and he's going to throw this, like, 40-yard touchdown bomb. Yes, sir. Jarvis Landry to OBJ. Gosh darn, two LSU uh, players scoring at number 51 here of the top 100. Alrighty, so we get to see Derrick Henry back in the top 100. Love to see that. The man's got three plays. I think that's the most so far. Dak Prescott's got two. That was pretty surprising. He's only played, like, five games. And we got Mitch Trubisky at number 60. Gross.
Alrighty, tomorrow should be number 50 to 26, so we'll see what happens. Still not seeing the Dolphins miracle play, Ryan Fitzpatrick against the Raiders, and we're also not seeing the walk-off touchdown that Derrick Henry scored against the Ravens. I don't think it was in overtime. Was it? In, yeah, it must have been because it was a walk-off. I think in overtime, so still looking forward to that play. That should be four, at least four plays for Derrick Henry all in the top 100. Uh, but we're back tomorrow with uh, 50 through 26. Alrighty, now a lot of basketball news and the COVID coronavirus is back in the NBA. We went about um, two, like two solid weeks, maybe even more than that, of like really no big COVID news in the NBA. Um, not a lot. I don't even think. I, I want to say no players were even like on the health and safety protocol list of missing a game. There may have been like one or two minor players here. I didn't really see any major players out, but it's back in the league here. Spurs have four positive tests of the coronavirus in the league is postponing their next three games because because of that. So, unfortunate for the Spurs. It seems like they were just hitting their stride. Um, I want to say they were on a, like a two- or three-game winning streak. Let's update this. What do we got here? The Spurs are on a two-game winning streak. So, coming at a real bad time for them. Unfortunately, going to have to miss the next three games, and we'll see how they rebound. Hopefully, this isn't going to be a long, drawn-out process. Hopefully, they can get in and get out of this quarantine very quickly. And also, to go along with that, Charlotte Hornets is once again, uh, or not once again, they also are undergoing contract chase tracing, and they had the next two games postponed, unfortunately. So, Spurs not playing the next three. Hornets not playing the next two. Truly unfortunate for the Spurs because they are rising. Hornets have been kind of lackluster, so this is probably a good time to regroup. Um, <clears throat> what do we get here for the Hornets? One game losing streak, yeah. So take this time, get back on track, and try to make that playoff push once you return. Alrighty, and our next story here. I mean, it's not all bad with Russell Westbrook. I mean, folks, he's still great. And here it is by Bradley Beal, quote on Russell Westbrook, quote, Russ pushes me. He makes sure I'm ready to go. And I think that's something I've definitely channeled this year. So Bradley Beal's averaging like 30 plus points a game, which is absolutely ridiculous. So fantastic to that man. And then, you know, Russell Westbrook, he's elevating Bradley Beal's play. He's holding everybody accountable. I mean, he's a presence that you definitely do want in your locker room. He gets everybody hype. He gets everybody ready to go. I mean, if you see a guy on your team going a thousand percent in every single game, that's going to motivate you to go a thousand percent and maybe not every game, but get you, you know, definitely amped up to go. And Bradley Beals is attributing some of his success this season to Russell Westbrook. So we don't love to clown the man all the time. I mean, it, it honestly hurts me when I have to clown Russell Westbrook because he's such a great athlete and a great sports player, just a great teammate. He doesn't always make the right decision and he's always out of control, you know, on the floor, which is, you know, his one, his downsides, but it's not all bad with Russell Westbrook. So this is why he's still like in the limelight. We still have to respect him a little bit. And this is why he's always kind of on teams with great players because great players recognize other great players and they elevate their play because so, but, um, this is Russell Westbrook is not somebody that you can like um, be the one superstar on the team and everybody else is just like rookie or role players. He does not elevate them at all because, you know, he's a little uh, he's a little brass out there. I don't even know if that makes sense, but if you all understand it, then it does. <laughs> but Russell Westbrook, not all bad by this man. Alrighty, it's going to be official, folks. We know this, but uh, Andre Drummond is going to be out of Cleveland. We saw Cleveland sitting him for no reason. That means they're going to be trading him. And unfortunately, that means that Jared Allen is going to stay a calf for the rest of the season because they're not going to get rid of the, both of their bigs. Um, so, 
Uh, the Nets, Clippers, Celtics, Raptors, Hornets, and Blazers are all listed as potential suitors for Andre Drummond. I'm sure every team would love Andre Drummond. He's fantastic. He's still getting it done. He's a very solid starter if you want to use him or as a starter, but even a better bench player, honestly, if you would save him for the bench. If he goes to the Nets, they'd have DeAndre Jordan and Andre Drummond. That's a great one-two combo off the bench and in the starting lineup. The Clippers could definitely – they don't even actually need him. They still got Zubak, but – get uh, get this man as well. Celtics would be the most desperate team to get this man, in my opinion. Andre Drummond is easy, easier, better than, so much clearer, better than Daniel Tice and Robert Williams and Tristan Thompson, maybe all put together, honestly. So I think the Celtics is probably the best fit. The Celtics need to make a huge push to go and get Andre Drummond. Unfortunately for the Celtics, they don't have a lot to trade. I mean, who are we trading here? Do you get rid of Tristan Thompson and Robert Williams? Because uh, I think the Celtics would like to try and keep Daniel Tice, or maybe they get rid of Daniel Tice and move Tristan Thompson to the bench and Andre Drummond to the starting lineup, but it's not like the Celtics have a lot of capital to try and trade. They got rid of maybe their one luxury piece in the offseason of Gordon Hayward, so you really can't trade him. You can't trade Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I mean, that cannot happen. Marcus Smart, you may be able to trade if he's healthy enough for a trade to pass the physical. Um, and Kemba Walker, I think you still need him. You can't trade Kemba Walker for Andre Drummond because you're just kind of switching around You know what you're good at or what you're bad at and now you don't have a good point guard. So <clears throat> Celtics, they don't have a lot of pieces to trade but I think that's the best fit for Andre Drummond in the Celtics. Raptors could definitely use them. Hornets, um, Hornets could use them. Yeah, I mean, we want the Hornets to try and get somebody else. We like Cody Zeller, but maybe he's better off the bench. And Lamelo Ball with Andre Drummond, I would love to see that. And Andre Drummond to the Blazers here, the last uh, candidate that's listed here. Um, I don't think is a huge need. The Blazers are already fine, and they got Nurchish. Once he finally comes back, they'll be even better than what they are now. But I think they got the Blazers have a lot of other pieces. They really don't need Andre Drummond, and I don't really want to see anybody traded off that. That Blazers team. I do not want to see Derek Jones Jr. not on a good team, truly. And if he goes to the Cavs, he's gonna be awful. Unfortunately, he'll just get he'll just get washed into oblivion. Unfortunately, so I would say Andre Drummond to the Celtics is the best fit for the Celtics. Um, if he goes to the Nets or the Clippers, the rich get richer. Unfortunately, but we'll see where he goes. <clears throat> Uh, alrighty, the All-Star Game. A lot of heated debate there, whether it should be played or not. But the NBA plans to have the three-point contest and skills challenge during the pregame of the All-Star Game. So th this isn't going to be an All-Star weekend. It's just going to be one day. And they plan on having the dunk contest held at halftime. So I don't know what's going on here. The dunk contest alone is like an hour, like 45 minutes to an hour alone. So we're going to have like an hour halftime. What is that going to be about? Like this day this game is going to be dragged out if you have the three-point contest that alone is once again about a 30 minute 45 minute maybe even an hour um segment alone so we're going to have that three-point contest the skills challenge i mean put them both together that's going to be an hour and a half of like regular time and you on how they usually do it uh so i don't know how they they speed any of this up who's going to be participating in this also the dunk contest everything's going along uh, on at the same time this is going to be like a five-hour event maybe and if that's what they're going for that's fine but I don't know how they're going to try and get this done they're trying to squeeze everything into one day we'll see what happens uh, the NBA is you know they definitely seem like they need to have this all-star game happen and they're trying to squeeze every piece of this all-star weekend that is you know the usual in the NBA trying to squeeze it into one game one day we'll see how it goes but uh, it's going to be rushed and it's not going to be good if it's rushed 
<laughs> All righty, and this man, Blake Griffin and the Pistons, have decided that Griffin will sit out until they figure out his playing future. I mean, folks, we've been saying this all season. Blake Griffin is not good, and is definitely not good on this Pistons team. He's hurting his team more than he's helping his team, averaging about, like, eight points a game, three rebounds, putting up six three-pointers a game, shooting more threes than he is getting rebounds. He's not doing anything out there. We see him, no points, no assists, no rebounds, shooting wildly from three, which we know he's not good at, not even all right at. Um, he'll have like one game. If you're hitting like a good game of threes out of like 10 plus games, that's not good. You're not good at hitting threes. You got lucky one game. So <coughs> Blake Griffin and the Pistons are going to try and figure out what to do with this man. Trade him. Where does he go? Um, I heard the uh, the Nets floating around that Blake Griffin would go to the Nets, and I swear to God, if Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan team up and win a ring with the big three of KD, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden, and Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan get a ring before Chris Paul, I will explode, folks. I will go out of my mind. Uh, but Blake Griffin, I don't—he doesn't fit anywhere. He's not going to be great anywhere. Maybe off the bench, he'll be all right. But you know, that's really anybody—anybody anybody that was decently good, that was kind of an all-star or superstar at any point during their career will obviously always flourish off the bench. I mean, we're seeing Derrick Rose having a great bench game, you know, when he was, you know, MVP one season, you know, the talk of the league at one point. So Blake Griffin to the bench, that's probably where he belongs the most. We'll see who gives him a chance, but I'm not expecting any great things from this man for the rest of the season. Alrighty, and then the last news story of the day. We now have to be fading the Lakers a little bit here because uh, AD, Anthony Davis, is going to be missing two to three weeks with a calf sprain, unfortunately. Um, MRI showed a re-aggravation near his Achilles, so they definitely got to keep it easy with him, take it easy with him, and they're saying that he could return sometime after the All-Star break. So uh, without Anthony Davis, this Lakers team is just meh. I mean, we're seeing Dennis Schroeder not step up Kyle Kuzma still kind of hit and miss on some games obviously LeBron is still great but he needs some other help Montrezl Harold has been stepping it up a lot though so you know we'll see kind of how the first maybe two three games go without Anthony Davis seeing if Montrezl Harold can elevate his play to kind of make up for all the, what Anthony Davis does the scoring the rebounding the low post game the threes the great defense you know defense on Jokic and all of that the better bigs in this league so we'll see how Montrose Harold steps up but everybody else we haven't seen step up anytime you know this goes back to even when AD was playing so uh gotta start fading the Lakers a little bit we know LeBron could do it all himself but he still needs a little bit of help and uh the Lakers are not giving that to him this yet Alrighty, let's quickly go over what happened yesterday in the NBA. We will quickly go over kind of just what happened in all the games. We'll go a little bit deeper into the stats. We'll do our money maker. Then we'll hop over to, oh my God, I forgot to, we have to do the NBA All-Star selection as well. Today is the last day for voting, so we will lock in our picks officially for the All-Stars. We have to do that as well. Oh my goodness, so much to do. So let's go through all this NBA very, very quickly. Here we go, Pacers and the Bulls. Pacers losing. Come on. On Pacers. This is why we don't buy them at all. They are not contenders. They are pretenders. There's no reason why you should be losing against the Bulls. And is this a two-game losing streak for the Pacers? One-game losing streak? All right. All right. Still not great. And they're still, you know, hit and miss. They're 14 and 14. Not. I mean, if you're not beating the good team, the bad teams consistently, I don't even want to hear from you. And that's what the Pacers are. Pacers are doing right now. So Pacers lose 120 to 112 over the Bulls. 
Rockets without Victor Oladipo, I believe. I do not believe Victor Oladipo played this game. And he did not. So, I mean, you know, we know that, that the Rockets should not win those games, and they didn't. And the Wizards win the game, 131-119. John Wall's first game back against the Wizards. That's where he was his entire career. And they lose, and Bradley Beal drops 37. And, you know, the Rockets, without their main three, Victor Oladipo, John Wall, and Christian Wood, are just a lackluster team. And now they're 11-16. and 16. They were trending up at one point. They were, like, on a four-game winning streak, and now they're just a mad team, unfortunate. Um, all righty, Knicks and the Hawks. And love that this Knicks team is back on track here, rolling well. What are they on? Three-game winning streak. Love to see that, man. Um, unfortunately for the Hawks, I mean, there's not much you can do with this team. Nobody really steps up besides the usual suspects. Um, John Collins, Trey Young, Clint Capella. Those are the three best players on this team. And no real great contribution from anybody else. And that's why they keep losing games. They have to get other players involved in the offense consistently. They also have to start shooting a little bit better as a team. And this Knicks team, they're deep, folks. And Julius Randle just dropped a 44-piece on this Hawks team. So... Julius Randle goes crazy, and the Knicks win again. I want to see this Knicks team in the playoffs, and so far they are. Loving it. Alrighty, 76ers in the Jazz. No Joel Embiid for the 76ers, and they lose the game. That is just classic right there. We'll see if Danny Green steps up. Uh, spoiler alert, he doesn't. Classic Danny Green and Jordan Clarkson, the sixth man of the year, was playing like a freaking uh, all-star MVP candidate in the starting lineup. The man dropped 40 darn points, folks. Absolutely killed it. So Jazz win 134-123 over the 76ers. Warriors beat the Cavs. Easy. This Cavs team is not good. They, that one game against the Nets was a fluke game. They're back down to earth. It's only Jared Allen's the only good player there now. Unfortunate. So Warriors get the win 129-98 over the Cavs. Cavs aren't even putting up like 100 points <laughs> and like every team is putting up like wild amounts of points like 120 130 consistently I mean the Nets are always putting up 130 100 even 40 points sometimes and this Cavs team can't even get to 100 on most games so they don't even have the scoring ability in this kind of high offensive power league that is going on this year pity the Cavs truly <laughs> alrighty Clippers without without are y'all ready for this there's a lot to them no Kawhi Leonard no Paul George no Nicholas Batum and no Patrick Beverly and the Heat still lose come on Heat Heat come on Clippers lose or Clippers win 125-118 over the Heat and this Clippers team is super deep folks and they all rise to the occasion Marcus Morris putting up 32 huge points it's just nobody else can really step up consistently for this Heat team and we'll start to we'll talk about their starting lineup in a little bit, but Kelly Olynyk is truly hindering this Heat team as a starter. Alrighty, and then the last game of the night, Nets and the Kings, and the Nets get the win. No Kevin Durant. Uh, he's going to be out for probably maybe a week or two, uh, recovering from a little bit of an injury. Uh, and this is not great by this Nets team. I mean, there's no continuity. There's no consistency with the big three all playing together, which is definitely something that has to get you know better as the season progresses, and I'm sure it will. They're, they're just kind of at a bad timing between um, figuring out the lineup, figuring out what works, and you know just being healthy together at the same time so unfortunate there by the Nets but they do still get the win 136 125 well done by the Kings competing put up 125 points not bad it's just hard to outscore this Nets team Kyrie Irving's great James Harden's great Joe Harris is still there come on it's just a little bit too much so Kings very well done great effort unfortunately lose it's just the Nets folks they're too explosive even without Kevin Durant still explosive 
Alrighty, let's go a little bit deeper into these stats, and we'll go a little quickly. Got a lot to do today on the show, so let's start here with the Pacers. DeBontis Sabonis, 25 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, classic game by him. Justin Holiday, 15 points. Miles Turner, 11 points. Malcolm Brogdon, great game by him, 23 points, 15 rebounds, 5 assists on 40% shooting from the field, taking 25 shot, shots, so that's not bad. 1 of 7 from 3 for the man, so that's not great, but everything else was pretty darn good. Uh, TJ McConnell, 19 points, 3 assists, 4 rebounds, and they got a good contribution from Jeremy Lamb off the bench with 12 points and 5 rebounds. So, overall, classic game by this Pacers team. Everybody was doing decent in the starting lineup. I mean, everybody put up like 10 plus points. That's exactly what you want to see. Uh, and you got a good bench contribution, you know, of 15 points by, or 12 points by one player. That's also good, but they're just not winning games. Something else has to happen. They have to start having somebody else step up now. I don't know who that's going to be, but uh, they are missing probably a second superstar maybe. I don't know, man. This Pacers team, they're just not, they're just not winning consistently, and it's unfortunate. <clears throat> Alrighty, the Bulls now. Zach Levine, 30 points, led the team. Nine rebounds, three assists, 44% shooting. Not bad by him. Garrett Temple, 16 points. Kobe White, 19 points, eight assists, seven rebounds. Alrighty, Kobe White, one of six from three. So not, you know, his great three-point shooting, his great scoring production, but everything else was really great. And when you take it into all into consideration, it was pretty good. Thaddeus Young still getting it done off the bench. 13 points and 11 rebounds. Thomas uh, Satorsanski, 13 points off the bench, and Denzel Valentine, 11 points off the bench. So, I mean, look at this. Three players all in double-digit scoring off the bench while the Pacers only have one. I mean, that will do it right there. Um, Alrighty, so that was Bulls and the Pacers. Not buying the Pacers, still not buying the Bulls. Classic, classic game right there. <laughs> Alrighty, let's move on to Rockets and the Wizards. Let's start here with the winning team, the Wizards and Russell Westbrook. 16 points, 15 assists, 13 rebounds. Yes, sir. He still had five turnovers. Unfortunate. We want to really see that be brought down to three. We'll allow three turnovers if Russell Westbrook is still putting up triple doubles like this. And this is good, folks. I do like his play like this. Not a main scorer, more assisting, more rebounding, just kind of a floor general. Um, he still took 22 shots. I mean, the man is shooting 36%. It's still not great. Uh, but everything else is pretty good. Got to start cutting down on the turnovers, and that's something we know is never going to change. We're just hoping for at this point. Bradley Beal, 37 points, 8 rebounds, shot 58%. Very well done. What else we get here? Moritz Wagner, 15 points. Rui Hachimura, 13 points, 9 rebounds. Garrison Matthew, only 3 points, but only took 2 shots and played 12 minutes. So not bad there. And then look at this great contribution off the bench. Da Davis Burton's 18 points. Robin Lopez, 12 points. Ra Raul Neto, 12 points. So that's real great there. Uh, really just Russell Westbrook cut down on those turnovers. Stop taking 22 shots a game because we know it's not the greatest percentage. And I think we've got a decent team here in Washington who can maybe, maybe turn it around. Let's see where they are right now on the standings. Do they have a chance if they make a big splash in, um, in the before the trade deadline? Can they make a push? Currently, they're number 14 in the East at 8-17. Woof. And uh, the AC, they are four games out of the AC, four and a half games. So it's doable. It's something that is doable, definitely with Bradley Beal going absolutely wild this entire year. I mean, he's averaging 30. I think he's averaging like 32 points a game, which is crazy. But, um, 
Yeah, you know, I don't even know what would make this team better. Maybe a better big for the pick and roll. I don't know. But Russell Westbrook probably wouldn't be able to handle that efficiently. I don't know. I really don't know what this Wizards team would need. Definitely a, just another superstar. So you have the three of Bradley Beal, Russell Westbrook, and whoever else they get. But this is a team that shows some promise. I'm a big fan of Rui Hachimura. I think he's a great four. Um, Robin Lopez off the bench is usually decent. Burton's is usually defense. We've been calling his name pretty consistently. So Wizards, they have a chance. They just need another player at the trade deadline. We'll see what they do. Alrighty, Rockets. No Eric Gordon. No P.J. Tucker. No Victor Oladipo. No chance at winning, truly. So, John Wall, in his lone game back, has to try and do it all himself. John Wall's like, I'm getting revenge when I get back there in Washington. And everybody else on the Rockets was like, yeah, we're not even going to play. So, good good luck to that. Good luck to you. But um, we're not, we're not going to give you any help out here on your revenge tour back at Washington. So, John Wall goes 29 points, 11 assists, 3 rebounds on 38% shooting. Womp, womp. 1 of 7 from 3. Once again, a womp, womp. Uh... David Waba in the starting lineup, 19 points, 11 rebounds. DeMarcus Cousins, 12 points, 7 rebounds. Deshaun Tate, 18 points. Daniel House Jr., 17 points. So they really had great contribution from their starters. They really all stepped up. David Waba, and who is it? Uh, Daniel House Jr., usually off the bench. Uh, Deshaun Tate is usually still in the starting lineup. Usually he's the three, though. I think they moved him to the four for this game. So, I mean, the starters all did pretty good. I mean, once again, this is exactly what you want. Everybody's scoring at least 10-plus points. Somebody's got, like, 20 people close to, like, 20-plus, 25-plus. Somebody's more, A lot of players are close to 20 as well. So, I mean, this is a great starting lineup. But, I mean, we just told you Eric Gordon, P.J. Tucker, Victor Oladipo, still no Christian Woods. So, now there's no depth. And that's exactly kind of what we got here. Sterling Brown put up 9 points. That's not bad. Ben McLemore, 7. Mason Jones, 6. It's just nobody in that double digit. And it definitely hurts them a little bit, especially with the firepower that the Wizards were playing with last night. So, Wizards get the win, 131-19. Moving on, Knicks and the Hawks. Let's start with the Knicks. Absolutely love it. Julius Randle, folks, absolutely murdered this game. 44 points, 5 assists, 9 rebounds, shot 7 of 13 from 3, 63% shooting overall. Absolutely fantastic game. And R.J. Barrett was still able to get 21 points and 6 rebounds. So fantastic. He shot 57%. Derrick Rose only putting up 8 points and 3 assists and three rebounds so decent game by him and then who do we get here Emmanuel quickly yes sir 16 points five assists off the bench in 21 minutes this is fantastic folks everybody doing what they're supposed to be doing um Derek Rose Taj Gibson Emmanuel quickly Obi Toppin all handling it down at the uh you know at the reserve spot at off the bench so Truly, this Knicks team is great. We may become a Knicks, a Knicks show, a Knicks fan show. We'll call this Takes by Knicks. My, my name is Nick. We're talking about the Knicks. Takes by Knicks. That's the new title of the show because we are big in the Knicks, folks. Alrighty, let's go to the Hawks now. Trey Young, 23 points, 8 assists. Well done there. Does not shoot well, though. 31%. Not going to get it done. 1 of 4 from 30. So he's got to be a little bit more consistent. Got to shoot a little bit better here. Clint Capella, 15 points, 18 rebounds, 6 offensive rebounds. Love it. Add an assist, a steal, 2 blocks to his game. And now we're talking about the real deal. So very well done to Clint Capella. Cam Reddish went for 16. John Collins went for 19. So decent there. Kevin Huter definitely did not do good here starting. 
guard, eight points, five assists on 16% shooting, two of 12 from the field, one of nine from three. So Kevin Huter's game was off, unfortunately, and they lose. Daniil Gallinari off the bench, 16 points, five rebounds, fantastic there. And Skylar Mars, 11 points off the bench, not too shabby there either. But Trey Young shooting poorly, Kevin Huter shooting poorly, and they lose the game. So, I mean, besides Trey Young and Clint Capella, Real no consistency anywhere else, unfortunate. Alrighty, so the Knicks beat the Hawks 123-112. Alrighty, Jazz and the 76ers, and as we said, no Joel Embiid for the 76ers. So let's start here with the Jazz. Donovan Mitchell, 24 points, 5 assists, 3 rebounds. Didn't shoot well, 37%, unfortunate. Uh, Rudy Gobert, 11 points, 9 rebounds. A little light by him. A little unfortunate that he kind of got a little clamped up. A little clamped up. Um, he made all of the shots, unfortunately, for Rudy Gobert, but only the nine rebounds, a little light. Mike Scott only had one, so, you know, compared to comp. All right, so not bad, not bad. We're usually, you know, used to Rudy Gobert going for, you know, like 15 and 12, 15 points, 12 rebounds, but 11 points, nine rebounds here. All right, all right, with no Joel Embiid, all right. All right, Rice O'Neal, 11 points, 8 rebounds. Bojan Bogdanovich, 11 points, 5 rebounds. And Joe Ingles starting for Mike Connolly once again, going great. 20 points, 5 assists. Yes, sir. Shot 2 of 5 from 3, 66% overall. And, folks, the sixth man of the year, Jordan Clarkson off the bench, 40. 40 points. Off the bench in 29 minutes. Absolutely amazing. 8 of 13 from 3. 65% shooting overall. Absolutely well done. Jordan Clarkson came here to play. And, I mean, this is what we're talking about, folks. When the starting lineup is a little lackluster. It's not even that lackluster. It's pretty good. Two people with 20-plus points. Everybody else with 10-plus points. That's still good. And then you get off the bench a 40-piece. Come on. Come on. This Jazz team is the best team in the league. We got them at number one. Jordan Clarkson is so freaking good off the bench Donovan Mitchell Rudy Gobert almost unstoppable Joe Engel steps it up when Mike Connolly's not there and you got yourself a true team there true deep team Alrighty, the 76ers well uh, Jordan Clarkson went for 40 and Ben Simmons says I'll do you one better 42 points 12 assists 9 rebounds what a game by Ben Simmons and this is what we love I mean Ben Simmons was like you know I hear all the chatter of like uh, you know they need to trade at least Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid you gotta trade at least one of them they don't work together who's it gonna be who works better and Ben Simmons was like alright this is where I can prove y'all you know if you if you know you wanted to keep going with that same narrative and get rid of Joel Embiid well I'm gonna be putting up 42 points in 12 assists so I can still get it done so Ben Simmons steps up hugely in the absence of Joel Embiid knows that you know points need to come from somewhere because Joel Embiid is a very great scorer anywhere on the court so Ben Simmons makes up all the scoring by his lonesome 42 gosh darn points holy moly Seth Curry 11 points one of four from three all right all right not terrible uh, Mike Scott in the starting lineup as the starting center in place of Joel Embiid, and he didn't have a great game, six points and one rebound. Mm, you, you think Joel Embiid will ever put up six points and one rebound in the game? I don't think so. Uh, Tobias Harris steps up as well, 36 points, 10 rebounds, two assists on 58% shooting, three of five from three, absolutely magnificent. So we get Ben Simmons stepping up, Tobias Harris stepping up, Seth Curry not stepping up, and that just leaves 
leaves alone old Danny Green. Did he step up or not? Well, let me tell you his stats, and then you decide. Three points, four rebounds, one assist on 16% shooting. Is that stepping up? No, come on. Danny gosh darn Green, it's every time with this man. Ugh. Danny Green or Ben Simmons steps up 42 points. Tobias Harris steps up 36 points. When your main MVP man is not in the starting lineup, people need to step up. Two of their, I mean, Ben Simmons is the number two. Tobias Harris is the number three when when Joel Embiid is on the floor. And the number two and number three step up. Number four can't in Seth Curry. Number five can't in Danny Green. What is going on? Come on, guys. Alrighty, Ferkman, Korkmaz, not a great game. No points, two rebounds in 20 minutes. Come on. In a plus-minus of negative 15, worst on the team. So, once again, he did not step up. And we don't expect him to step up. He's a bench player, but still, somebody needs to start stepping up besides Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris. Alrighty, Martise Thibiel, only five points, only took three shots, so we'll give him a little bit of a break there. Dwight Howard steps up huge, love it. 14 points, 12 rebounds, that's how you do it, Dwight. And we've seen great spurts of Dwight, and that goes back to last year in the bubble for the Lakers. Absolutely well done by that, by him in some games there. Steps up here with no Joel Embiid and puts up 14 points and 12 rebounds, eight or six offensive rebounds as well. So, I mean, what a great night by Dwight Howard, Ben Simmons, and Tobias Harris. Everybody else did not step up come on man uh, not stepping up when you need to be stepped up uh, probably my biggest pet peeve Alrighty, let's keep moving on here warriors and the Cavs. let's start here with the winning warriors seth steph curry 36 points six assists on seven of 11 from three 68 percent overall the man is great and we know this kelly Oubre jr 14 points not bad there three rebounds one assist shot 43 percent so once again not bad by kelly Oubre jr uh third highest scoring starter in his team so i mean that's kind of what we expect andrew wiggins is the better number two than kelly Oubre is so andrew wiggins 15 points two assists two steals one block four rebounds shot 38 percent so a little light there but still getting it done a plus seven not great uh definitely compared to everybody else but just a nice game by andrew wiggins and he's usually really consistent and this is a pretty consistent game juan toscano anderson 13 points, 5 rebounds, making the most of his starting lineup here. Absolutely love it. Now that, uh, you know, Wiseman is not in the starting lineup anymore, they moved Draymond to the 4 to the 5. And Wad Toscano Anderson has really been stepping up the entire time he's been in the starting lineup. So love it, love it, love it. And then Draymond Green, 6 points, 16 assists, 8 rebounds, just doing what he does great defense leadership on the floor passing the ball rebounding you don't need him to score because you've got shooters all around him but you just need him to do everything else and that's what he does so Draymond Green a huge part of this Warriors team we we, we do not acknowledge any Draymond Green slander ever and he's having a great uh decent season great good good decent good's better than decent let's go with good a good season here for Draymond Green Alrighty, also off the bench, we get Michael Mulder, 12 points, and Eric Paschal, 14 points off the bench, and 8 rebounds to go along with that. So, not a bad night by the Warriors. Now we go to the Cavs, and we still see Andre Drummond did not play. We know that man's getting traded. Jared Allen goes to the starting center position, and he puts up 13 points and 14 rebounds, a la Rudy Gobert. Jared Allen is Rudy Gobert. Can we get a hell yeah? <laughs> 
Hell yeah. Jared Allen needs to get off this Cavs team. Come on. Um, Colin Sexton, 23 points, 5 assists. Darius Garland, 16 points, 3 assists. Isaac Okuru, only 2 points, 12% shooting. Not great there. C.D. Osmond, I think he's back in the starting lineup here. Yeah, very well done. C.D. Osmond in the starting lineup as the number 4. Three here, 17 points, 10 rebounds. Nice night from him. Very well done. And I think his first game in the starting lineup. Very well done. Stepping it up. Love to see it. Alrighty, and then JaVale McGee off the bench, 7 points, 4 rebounds, and then Domaine Dotson with 10 points and 6 rebounds off the bench. So, not bad. Not a, It's not a bad team. They just don't have a superstar on their team. Colin Sexton is not a superstar. Jared, Jared Allen is a rising star in this league. Um, how long is he? He's like 4 seasons in? Three seasons in. Get this man off this team, man. He was with the Nets when they were bad. They finally got good. They get rid of him. He goes to the Cavs, who is not good at all, and he's going to stick here. Darn it. All right, Warriors win 129-98 over the Cavs. Two more games to go over. Let's get through these quickly. Let's start with the Clippers, and we said no Kawhi Leonard, no Paul George, no Patrick Beverly, and they still get the win. So who stepped up in their absence? Well, Marcus Morris goes to the starting lineup and drops 32 gosh darn points. I mean, he was stepping it up in the off the bench every single night, and he rises his game even more. Uh, is the starting line in, in the starting lineup here with the most points for the team? So absolutely fantastic, and he shot fantastic. So 73% and 6 of 8 from 3. What a night for Marcus Morris. Stepping it up when your number's called. I'm all about it, folks. And Marcus Morris has been doing it all season. Love it. Alrighty, Serge Ibaka, 7 points, 9 rebounds. Lou Williams, 18 points, 10 assists. Terrence Mann, 15 points, 7 rebounds. Once again, in the starting lineup, stepping up his game. Reggie Jackson, unfortunately, did not step up his game. 6 points, 8 assists. Alright, he did have 8 assists. We'll give him that. Didn't shoot well, 33%, but it also didn't take a lot of shots. Only 6 shots uh, in total. So, I, I will say not a bad night by Reggie Jackson. And then look at this. I mean, you know, when your bench, you know, when you have bench players going into the starting lineup, now you probably think your bench is going to be a little underwhelming, right? No, 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 because this Clippers team is deep. Luke Kennard off the bench, 10 points, 4 assists, 4 rebounds. Zubak off the bench, 22 points, 8 rebounds. Amir Coffey, 15 points, 2 assists, 3 rebounds off the bench. That's 3 bench players all in double-digit figures, and that's absolutely fantastic. And they shot so freaking good as a team. Holy cow, 55% as a team, as a team, as a team. <laughs> Gosh darn, these are some great percentages. Amir Coffey, we got to talk about these. Amir Coffey, 71% off the bench. Zubak, 81% off the bench. Luke Kennard, 50% off the bench. Terrence Mann, 62% in the starting lineup. Lou Williams, 40% in the starting lineup. Serge Ibaka, 37 a little light there. Uh, Marcus Morris, 73%, as we said, and then Reggie Jackson at 33%. So what a great game by this Clippers team. They're deep, folks, and they don't even need any of their stars love it so the heat just ran into a bad night of the clippers unfortunately jimmy butler steps up big 30 points 10 assists 10 rebounds that's a triple double folks but kelly olenic he needs to get out of this starting lineup he is hurting them more than he is helping them two points two rebounds and one of six shooting i uh, of what is going on right now of you know all these players being out bradley being out goran Dragic being out who else is out yeah that's really it but 
you know, uh, in, in their absence, I really think the only thing you can do is elevate Andre Iguodala into the starting lineup, Kelly Olynyk off the bench, and I think you would have some decent success of that starting lineup of Andre Iguodala at the four, Bam at the five, and Kelly Olynyk comes off the bench. Kelly Olynyk is decent off the bench. He's never been a great starter in this in this league. Andre Iguodala, he's fantastic. He's been in the league forever. That's why he's on the bench because he's a little older. Can't really run a full game at the starting position. But I think Eric Spolster has no chance or has no options now. You have to get Kelly Olynyk out of the starting lineup. I know he's only playing 14 minutes, but still getting off the slow starts, having Andre Iguodala build that kind of chemistry with the starters alone, I think that could be a huge, huge difference maker of this Heat team with all these outs all these non-players so we'll see what they do but having Kelly Olenek in the starting lineup has proven that it does not work Alrighty, Bam Adebayo, 27 points, 12 rebounds, 7 assists. A monster game from that man. Duncan Robinson, 13 points, 4 rebounds, shot 3 of 11 from 3, 27%. Not great. He's got to start stepping it up a little bit more, too. Kendrick Nunn can definitely step it up a little bit more. 6 points and 1 assist, come on, um, on you know 33% shooting. Tyler Hero off the bench. All right, now we got somebody stepping it up. Tyler Hero, 27 points, 5 rebounds, 4 of 10 from 3, 55% from the field. So what a nice game from Tyler Hero, uh, but just nobody else steps it up here. No Kendrick Nunn stepping it up. No Kelly Olynyk stepping it up. And, you know, they're a little, they're not, they're a little light on the depth because Avery Bradley, Goran Dragic not playing. Alrighty, so the Clippers get the win, 125-118. Alrighty, now let's go to the last game of the night, the Nets and the Kings. We'll start with the Nets. Kyrie Irving, 40 points, shooting absolutely magnificently, 9 of 11 from 3, 81%, and 68% from the field. What a monster game, because he's not the point guard anymore, folks. James Harden, 29 points, 14 assists, 13 rebounds. Oh my goodness, this man is absolutely magnificent and Kyrie Irving James Harden on the same team who thought it wouldn't who thought it would work as well as it is working we saw James Harden with Russell Westbrook that didn't work we saw Russell Westbrook with Kevin Durant that didn't work but James Harden and Kyrie Irving unfortunately it's looking like it was Russell Westbrook who did not belong truly unfortunate Already, Jeff Green, 13 points, no rebounds. Hmm, interesting. James Harden was getting them all. <laughs> James Harden was like, my rebound, I'm the guard here. No, 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 center, back off. This is my board. Joe Harris, 10 points. Bruce Brown, only three points. But they did get some solid bench contribution. Tyler Johnson, 10 points off the bench. DeAndre Jordan, 10 points, eight rebounds off the bench. And Landry, Landry Shamet, 13 points off the bench. So very well done to them. Stars doing what they're doing. Bench Great contribution, and they get the win because of it. Now the Kings, what happened here? De'Aaron Fox, 19 points, 8 assists on 47% shooting. Not a bad night by him. Marvin Bagley, 19 points, 7 rebounds. Great game by him. Corey Joseph, 22 points, 5 assists. Great game by him. Buddy Heald is at the 3 now. So we see Corey Joseph elevated to the number 2, and Buddy Heald goes to the number 3, and he still had a great game at 21 points and 6 of 9 from 3. Harrison Barnes goes to the 4 and does not have a successful night here. Only 4 points, 3 rebounds, and 25% shooting. 
They did get some decent bench contribution. Hassan Whiteside, absolutely magnificent game off the bench. 26 points and 16 rebounds on 80% shooting. Fantastic. And then Tyrese Halliburton, the rookie, 10 points off the bench as well. So just, I mean, they put up 125 points. That's still really great scoring output there. It's just a notch. They've got a lot of more firepower than the, than the Kings do, unfortunately. Alrighty, that's all the NBA from last night. What do we got on deck today? Well, we got two primetime games. We got Pelicans and the Grizzlies. That's going to be a great one um, at 8 o'clock on TNT. We'll see what happens on this game. We'll see what the line is so far. I think I'm leaning a little bit more towards the Grizzlies. They've been a little bit more consistent this season than this Pelicans team has been. Um, Raptors, Bucks also on tonight. Lakers, Timberwolves on tonight. Uh, Blazers Thunder, and then the other uh, nationally televised game is Nets and Suns. Ooh, this is going to be a good one. Still no Kevin Durant, but Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and uh, DeAndre Ayton should be all good to go. 10.30 on TNT. Make sure you watch this game. And then as we said at the top of the show, the Spurs games are going to be postponed. So Spurs Pistons tonight is postponed, unfortunately. Alrighty, so let's try and squeeze in our moneymaker. Then we got three topics to try to go over quickly, quickly, quickly. Uh, so here we go. Alrighty, so here we go. <laughs> All right. What do we got here for the lines? Let's get this moneymaker. We forgot to do it yesterday, but hey, you know, let's get, clear our minds. Win a day without thinking lines. Back at thinking lines. Let's uh, knock it out of the park here. So here we go. Nuggets, Celtics, Celtics minus two and a half. I cannot trust this Celtics team, folks. Now, the Nuggets are very good, and they're getting some points here. Let's double check that. Everybody is good to go for this squad. Um, let's see what we get here. If everybody's good to go for the Nuggets team, we're taking them plus two all day. Paul Millsap is out. Will Barton is out. Gary Harris is out. What the hell is going out? P.J. Dozier is out. Monte Morris is out. What the heck? Marcus Smart is still out. Daniel Tice is out. Oh, so we're rocking with Tristan Thompson and Robert Williams versus the big joker. You want to know how I got, got these scars? Come on. Let's get the Nuggets plus two and a half here. Yes, sir. As long as Murray and as long as Jokic are playing, Celtics are banged up themselves. Let's see what we get. Um, actually, let's not be that confident quite yet. Let's go back to the Nuggets' last game here. Who else was putting up points? All righty. So, Paul Millsap, we said he's out. He contributed 10 points. We said Monte Morris is going to be out. He put up 10 points. All righty. So, Michael Porter Jr. is definitely going to have to step it up more. What else do we get here? Jermichael Green will have to start stepping it up. RJ Hampton will have to step it up. But I think we're going to go. Oh, Bobo might even get some minutes here. Yeah, we're going to take the Nuggets plus two here. Let's take the Nuggets plus two. They are banged up. But the Celtics without Daniel Tice, that's their best big that they have. Jokic's going to eat all day. He'll make up all the uh, contributions from Barton and Paul Millsap and all that. So And Monte Moore. So Nuggets plus two and a half. Even with all the outs, we're going to take the points there. Alrighty, Raptors and Bucks definitely going to stay away from this one. Bucks should eat all day down low. This Raptors team a little uh, floundering here as of late. So we'll stay away from it. Raptors plus six, Bucks minus six. No great value, in my opinion, there. 
Um, Lakers and Timberwolves. What do we got? Lakers minus six and a half. And we just told you at the start of the show, we are fading the Lakers now that AD is out. Carl Anthony Towns, he could have a freak day out here and, you know, mess around and get the win. So we'll stay away from it. Montrez Harold is going to have his hands full of Carl Anthony Towns this game. Timberwolves plus six and a half is a little appealing. I won't lie, but let's see if we get any better value anywhere else. Pelicans, Grizzlies, ooh, half a point difference, and I think we're gonna take this one. Grizzlies minus half a point. We're gonna re we're gonna believe more in the Grizzlies than the Pelicans. Um, we like what John Moran and Valanciunas is doing. Dylan Brooks is absolutely a great number three option in this Pelicans team. We know Brandon Ingram's is gonna step up. We know Zion Williamson is gonna step up, but Stephen Adams has been floundering. He's gonna go against Valanciunas. I'm gonna go Valanciunas in that matchup. Lonzo Ball against John Morant. I see a lot of picks of John Morant honestly so we're gonna go there's really no spread here you're just picking the winner plus minus half a point we're gonna take the Grizzlies here at the win at home Alrighty, last two games here. Blazers, Thunder, Blazers minus five and a half and I really like the Blazers and what they're doing um the Thunder is Shea Gillis Alexander playing? If he's not playing, we'll take the Blazers minus five and a half if he is playing we'll have to reconsider a tad possibly um, we know that the Thunder have been winning even without Shea Gillis-Alexander. And Shea Gillis-Alexander is out. Who's out for the Blazers? The usual suspects. So let's take it, baby. We'll swallow the 5.5 with the Blazers. And the last game, Nets-Suns. Suns minus 5.5. Wow, the Nets are getting 5.5 points. That is interesting and appetizing. What is going on with this Nets team? Is Kyrie not playing? No, everybody's good. What's up with the Suns team? Everybody's good. Wow. We we have to take five. Whenever you get points with the Nets, regardless whether you win or you lose, you must take these points. They put up so many points. Kyrie Irving, they've got so many hitters on their team. You have to take these points here. I know the Suns are a great team. Don't get me wrong. I love the Suns. I love Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. But, I mean, come on. This Nets team, they've got the firepower. we got to elevate this three-teamer that we were fine settling on. But we have to take these points with the Nets. I mean, if you get five points with the Nets, you're, you're kind of crazy not taking that against any team. I don't care. Who's, the, who's playing in the big three doesn't matter. Who they're facing doesn't matter. If you get the Nets with five points, we have to take it. We'll live and die by it. I don't care. So here we go. We got a nice four-team moneymaker here. Nuggets plus two and a half. Grizzlies minus half a point. Blazers minus five and a half points. And Nets plus five and a half points. The odds are plus 1200 so you put 100 bucks on it, you win 1200 bucks. Gosh darn, that's great. This moneymaker, we didn't do one yesterday, but this is the hitter here today. Four-teamer makes some nice money here. Gosh darn, this is some great value here, honestly. Yeah, this is some great value here. Nuggets with points, Nets with points, Grizzlies swallowing no points there. The only one that we're swallowing a lot of points on is the Blazers, but it's against the Thunder. They should have decent success. So, ooh, we're feeling good, folks. I would even put 200 bucks. Put 200 bucks on this moneymaker right here. You're winning 2600 bucks. Gosh darn, that's great money. Oof, 200 bucks on that. Love it. Alrighty, let's go to our first of three main topics here. Today is the final day of All-Star voting. So let's take a look at what our All-Stars are. Let's see if we have to make any changes. Has anything changed up until this point? So let's see what we get. Um, all right, let's start here in the East with our guards. We had Trey Young and LaMelo Ball. 
Oof. All right. I feel like uh, Trey Young has been floundering a little bit. Why we put Trey Young in the starting lineup here is because his play was translating to wins. They're on a four-game losing streak. They're currently out of the playoffs now. So I think we are going to have to trade out Trey Young for somebody. Unfortunate. So let's see what we get here. Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving, not going to do Jalen Brown, not going to do Zach Levine. Um, James Harden, yes, that's the man we're going to put in. We're going to give this man the respect he deserves. He's he's flourishing in the system that has so much talent around him, and he's de-elevating his game to elevate those around him and kind of even elevates his own game by de-elevating his own game. Does that make sense? But it's it's happening here. So we're going to give give James Harden the spot here, give him a Trey Young spot. Now, do we still keep LaMelo Ball? Is there anybody else great that we should be putting in here? Let's take him off here just so we can kind of see around. And I also do want to elevate James Harden to the number one guard spot. So as a number two guard, should we give it to Bradley Beal? But it's not contributing to wins. It's unfortunate. Hmm. LaMelo Ball, they're going to be missing the next two games because of the COVID outbreak. Do we take him off just because of that? Do we put Ben Simmons in there? Great defensive guard. He just stepped it up last game without uh, Joel Embiid. That shows me a lot. Danny Green, we would never put you ever, ever, ever. If if he gets one vote, I'll be upset. If if Danny Green, if one person voted for Danny Green, I'm I'm upset already. Alrighty, I think. Alrighty. Alrighty, let's lock in. Damn, I still do want to do Lamelo Ball though. Mm, We're not going to do Kyrie Irving because we already have a Nets player. Trey Young we just took out. Zach Levine's is not translating the wins. Jalen Brown, I think Jason Tatum is better, and I'm not putting Jason Tatum in here. Um, Bradley Beal, yes, he's playing great, but once again, he's not elevating those around him. Even his kind of, his his, um, on-floor, just kind of, his on-floor body language even in wins, is not good. I don't even like it. So we're not going to give it to Bradley Beal. Not going to give it to Irving. We already got James Harden in. So I think we're going to go right back to LaMelo Ball. We're going to keep LaMelo Ball. We're just going to take out Trey Young, unfortunately. Alrighty, so our guards changed a little bit, solidifying Harden and LaMelo Ball. Now Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, and Jared Allen are all of our bigs, and I think we're good enough to keep them on here. Jared Allen is in the starting lineup now because Andre Drummond's getting rested, and he's having a great performance, so that's once again vindicating our option, our opinion of putting Jared in the starting lineup. Joel Embiid is still the MVP. Jason Tatum is still great. It's just the Celtics team is just lackluster around him, so we're going to keep all of our front court the same in the east so our only one change in the east is James Harden instead of Trey Young Alrighty, now let's head over to the West. We are definitely keeping Damian Lillard 1,000%. He is the most clutch player consistently in the NBA. Now let's go in to see if we still keep Chris Paul, which I think we are going to do. Donovan Mitchell, I would love to keep him, but he does have a lot of other talent on his roster. Uh, we just saw the sixth man of the year put up 40 points. So, um, so we are going to stay away from Donovan Mitchell, even though it's a very solid choice. 
CJ McCollum's been injured. Doncic isn't really elevating the play around him. Now he is. Are they on a win streak right now? What are they on? No, they're on a one-game losing streak, 5-5 five and five in their last 10. Still not in the playoffs, so we are going to still be avoiding Luka here. Steph Curry's great. Um, obviously, we can easily put him in the spot. I just think Chris Paul is doing a little bit more than everybody else, so we are going to still keep... We're still keeping Chris Paul and Damian Lillard in our front court. We're going to elevate Damian Lillard to the number one guard and Chris Paul to the number two. LeBron James is still staying in our front court. Jokic is still staying in our front court. Let's see if we sub out Andrew Wiggins. I don't think so. I don't think so, but let's take a look at everybody else that we have. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. I mean, they're taking games off here together, and everybody's stepping up. So we're going to kind of exclude them unfortunately remember we had christian wood initially but then he got injured so we unfortunately had to take him out jonas valanciunas is another serviceable option here we just have two kind of bigger players down low of jokic so we're probably not going to do valanciunas unfortunately and i still think carl anthony towns is a decent vote um now that he's back but you know he's missed a lot so we can't put him on there uh zion and brandon ingram are two also great people that you can put in here in the starting lineup but I really just think Andrew Wiggins here what he's doing consistently being the man there in Golden State you know we know we can count on Steph Curry every night but Andrew Wiggins is like hey you can count on me as well so think we're gonna still keep Andrew Wiggins Rudy Gobert definitely a solid candidate as well Marcus Morris, once again, I mean, I can go I can go a little deep in this West, folks. There are a lot of great front court players, even Montrose Herald, folks. Um, if voting didn't end today and we got like another week of voting, we possibly could have elevated Montrose Herald into an all-star if he was playing good at that starting lineup position now that Anthony Davis is out. Unfortunately, at voting ends today. Um, yeah, I think we're going to keep it. I think we're going to keep it. So we, we're going to keep Andrew Wiggins. We're going to keep Jokic and James. So really our only one person that we had to swap out was Trey Young. And that's because, you know, four-game losing streak. Come on. We liked you because, you know, you were elevating your team around you. You were winning games when you had kind of a lackluster, raw, lackluster roster overall. So very well done to James Harden, LaMelo Ball, Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, Jared Allen in the East. And very well done to Damian Lillard, Chris Paul, Andrew Wiggins, Jokic, and James in the West. And I'm going to name the all-star of our all-stars of the top 10 that we've chosen right now. If we have to crown our one lone all-star, it is going to be, drumroll please, Damian Lillard. I'm giving it to Damian Lillard, folks. He is the all-star of all all-stars. He's stepping it up without CJ McCollum and Nurchich in the lineup. Elevating those around him, just being clutch after clutch after clutch. I mean, I can't even count how many clutch threes he's had this season. I can say it's probably 10 more than the second most person that y'all can think of, honestly. So clutch, consistent, stepping up. Two big players not even uh, playing really for a huge chunk of the CJ uh, this season. So Damian Lillard is our all-star of all all-stars. He's not our MVP, but he is the all-star of all all-stars of what we've chosen here in the East and the West. So we will submit this voting. This are this is our official all-star voting here for the 2021 season. Well done to all those picked.
Alrighty, we got a. Oh, we accidentally spoiled our NFL prospect pick, but let's continue here in the NBA here with our player showcase. We do this on every. Tuesday and Thursday in the NBA season. We just started last week on last Thursday with Trey Young. He's been floundering a little bit, letting us down. Do we jinx Trey Young by shouting him out? They're on a four-game losing streak ever since that video happened, so unfortunate to them. Uh, but today's today's um, NBA player spotlight, player showcase, is going to be one of these all-stars here, folks, and it's going to be LaMelo Ball. Super impressed on what he's doing here. Let's go over his stats here. Rookie, obviously, started in the bench and averaged 12, 7, and 7. And since he's made it into the starting lineup, he's averaging 14.6 rebounds and 6 assists on 43% shooting. You can round it up to 44. It's 43.7. And then from 3, 35.4% from 3. And he's shooting 80% from the free throw line. So he's really counted their best score. On the Hornets, do I dare say that? He's absolutely impressing me the most. So we're going to shout him out here. Decent rookie season already, getting better, elevating his own play, getting into the starting lineup, and I couldn't be happier for this man. So with the stats, we have to watch the film. So we get a nice little eight-minute highlight package of LaMelo Ball this season and this season alone. Could he be going for rookie of the year? Let's see what he's got. So this is all the highlights all the way up to they uploaded this on February 2nd. So not much of this month, unfortunately, but still the closest that we can get of all this season. So here we go. Shout out this man, Golden Hoops. He's got 647,000 subscribers. Gosh darn. One day we will get there. One day. Uh, but here we go. LaMelo Ball, flashy highlights, great season, rookie, now starter, and an all-star in our opinion. And the first highlight we get is him going up for the rebound and dunking over Sabonis. Yes, sir. Nice little spin cycle there. Lobs it up. Very well done. I mean, just look at how fluid this man's game is. And then he makes the unselfish decision to pass it off uh, to, is that Malik Monk? Somebody along those lines. Alrighty, LaMelo Ball takes this mid-range jumper himself. The spin cycle right, left, fake back, jump back. There it is. Step back, yes, sir. And Cash is in the mid-range jumper. Once again, just boxing out, getting the rebound. Yes, sir. And then he's able to finish right back. Grabs the rebound here. Leaks out. Oh, my God. A behind-the-back pass. This is absolutely magnificent here. The vision, the no-look behind-the-back pass that goes for the layup. Holy moly. This man is getting it done on every end of the floor already, and we absolutely love it. Another rebound here in a full-court outlet pass to Gordon Hayward, who hits the mid-range. Jay, yes, sir. The full-court vision of LaMelo Ball. Give this man some respect. Respect. Very well done. Absolutely fantastic. All right, the two-on-one. He's going to get a little flashy here. Yes, sir. The man can dunk. The man can dunk. All right, another look at this. Oh, once again, he cuts to the basket, gets the open lane. He could have made an easy layup there, but makes the unselfish decision to drop it off. One more extra pass here. Absolutely magnificent. This man is balling. Unselfish can get it done. Crashes that steal right there and then dunks with some flair. Yes, sir. And that was huge. I mean, they were down five at that point in the fourth quarter against the Raptors of the highlight that we just watched. And that uh, dunk by LaMelo Ball closes it out to a three-point deficit. So very well done. Clutch buckets there. Another clutch dump off. He draws the double team at the basket, dumps it off to number eight again, and he's there to score. 
Nice defense there, forces a steal, and now he's got three on two, and he makes the absolute perfect pass here. We have to watch this one more time. Look at that. The bounce pass just so flawless, effortlessly, and he gets it done. Step back three, cash in out there. Yes, sir. The three-pointers are good as well. Look at that huge step back. Was that over his brother? That was. Oh, the disrespect. The disrespect on your own brother. Woo. Hitting a step back three against your own brother, Lonzo Ball. Yes, sir. I love it. All righty. Here we go. One on one. Waits for the trailing man to get there. Dumps it off. Very well done. Look at that. I mean, just what a great play. Just everybody involved. A great steal. I believe that's Terry Rogier instantly on the steal. You see LaMelo Ball start to leak out, and that's when the transition offense begins, and he hits the trailer right there for the dunk. All right, LaMelo Ball takes uh, the contact there, absorbs it, hits the layup, gets the and one. All righty, LaMelo Ball leaking out here. Oh, unselfish, two on one, throws up the lob, and they come down with the slam. Yes, sir, the vision of this man, the passing of this man is absolutely fantastic. All right, hustle to the ball, hustle to the steal, dunks it on the other end. The hustle of this play, folks, the hustle of this man, I'm all about it. He's an all-star for all these reasons here and more. Wide open three, cashing out, hits him with a six-point lead in the third quarter because of that three. Another three off of a little light screen there. Got to guard this man. Close him out on the three-point line. And then if he's driving, you better wait for that lob because he's alley-ooping, baby. Oh, my God. Another alley-oop. And this one he throws from the three-point line. Yes, sir. Sees that. Uh, what is this? Who is that? Number zero for the Hornets. Instantly beats his man. LaMelo sees it. His vision is fantastic. Another one. This one's even deeper than the three-point line. This is like halfway from the three and midcourt, and he sees it. And the absolute perfect touch on this alley-oop pass is magnificent. Don't do it again. He's getting deeper, folks. Three straight live passes all, all further than the one before. Absolutely magnificent. And once again, he's just not assisting on lobs. He's assisting on wide-open threes, a kind of full, uh, full width of the court pass from the left side to the three-point line on the right side and he hits the three great pass there inbound pass right here smart just smart there's 0.9 seconds left in the fourth quarter they're up three all you have to do is not turn over the ball and what does Lamelo do he throws it off of a non-looking Sabonis right here just going to inbound it and as soon as the ball touches Sabonis the clock runs and before Sabonis can even react to what happened the game is over at that point so absolutely magnificent work by Lamelo Ball the intangible IQ the tangible of all the passes the man can get it done this man is absolutely fantastic and has truly deserved that starting position and I'm saying truly deserves to be an all-star cashing out a three there yes sir driving layup can finish over everybody anybody it doesn't matter here we go full court transition offense guy was already down there cherry picking and Lonzo Ball sees him yes sir the vision the passing the dunking the layups the three it's all fantastic here by LaMelo Ball the rookie the rookie. LaMelo Ball, nice little another assist there for the layup. Hitting Gordon Hayward in the corner. And Gordon Hayward's always almost cash. So, yes, sir.
LaMelo Ball hitting the three. Decent defense there. Nice steal there uh, at the three-point line. Once again, just passing the ball forward, getting that transition offense out to the fast start that it is, and everybody's running on that transition, and he hits the open person on every single time. So, LaMelo Ball, what else do we get here? Another assist. He's down at the paint, hits somebody at the three-point line at the top of the key, and they drain it. Once again, Gordon Hayward draining a three assist off of LaMelo Ball, driving. Now he draws both defenders, so he bounce passes it behind him to a wide-open, unchecked three-point point shooter who cashes out yes sir Lamella ball and Fred Van Vliet about to dribble right by him and there it is you draw the double Siakam Siakam comes up and helps then you leave under the basket wide open and that's when the the lobs come out folks Lamella ball on Siakam again and there it is making the extra pass wide open driving baseline Siakam is flat-footed and there it is McCall Bridges for the dunk. McCall Bridges again. The alley-oop two-on-one. The mellow ball. The vision. The unselfishness. How many times do we have to say it? Another three cashing out here against the Nets. Tying up the game in the third quarter. How many more highlights does this man have? He's a rookie off the bench. He shouldn't be having eight-minute highlights, but he does because he's so deep. He's so His game is so great. He does everything. Here it is. And once again, just waiting for the trailer. Right here, it's kind of one-on-two. You're losing this kind of fast break, so he kind of slows it down a little bit, hesitates, waits for these trailers to get there, and then makes that extra pass. He's so patient with it. He doesn't try to rush anything. He waits for the best game decision the best basketball decision whether it's going to be a three a layup where he gets contacted a layup where there's no contact or a free pass at the three point or to dump it off he makes all the right reads going inside handling that uh, layup right there fantastic working on Valanchunas inside big defenders small defenders it doesn't matter Lamella Ball will be able to kind of get around you here it is kind of a nice little outlet here to Gordon Hayward for the three Working the ball around. Oh, hesitates to pass. Oh, this time he doesn't pass the ball. He's got the fake passes in his arsenal. Drives to the bucket, absorbs the contact, and makes the layup. Yes, sir. Here it is. This time he makes the pass to Cody Zeller. Drops it off, and he's able to get the dunk because of it. Yes, sir. A three-point shooter coming off of a high screen, and he hits them. LaMelo ball from three. Cash out wide open. Gordon Hayward makes the pass to LaMelo Ball, kind of a step uh, beyond the three-point line, and he's still able to hit it. And there it is, the pass to Gordon Hayward for the dunk on a two-on-one transition. Classic cash. LaMelo Ball kind of toying with a bigger defender on him. Cashes out from three. I believe that was Valanchunas on him. And we still got more highlights here, folks. One more. Let's keep it up. Against the Heat, just dribbling, toying with the – is that Duncan Robinson? And then he draws that second defender. I mean, his play is just so great, drawing the double team and leading Cody Zeller all alone underneath the basket for the easy lay or for the easy dunk. LaMelo Ball cashing out threes. Yes, sir. The ball works his way over to him in the corner, and he cashes out the three. He's deadly with the three. He draws the double team. He drives to the basket. He lays it in. He dumps it off. It's going to be for two points regardless. Regardless. So absolutely super impressed with LaMelo Ball. Fantastic rookie. Best 
ball brother that is currently in the NBA and I am expecting big things from him in the future. This man is a true starter in this league and I wish him all the success there on the Hornets uh, as much as it, as much success as he's able to have with kind of the pieces around him but um, very great showing so far. We're already like uh, starting to get two-thirds into the season starting to hit the halfway mark and he's absolutely showing out. Alrighty, so now let's go to our NFL draft player prospect. We're doing this every single day up until the draft to get us ready for our live draft show. Night one, round one of the draft. We will be live just hanging out, watching the draft, talking about the draft. And that's what we're doing, folks. So getting ready. Yesterday, we started with Trevor Lawrence. And today, we're going to, if you could have guessed it, we gave you hints at the top of the show. Number third overall pick to the Dolphins will be Devon. Vontae Smith, wide receiver from Alabama, 6'1", 175-pound Heisman winner for 2020. So let's break down his stats. We've got a nice little highlight package of him as well, and we'll see how Devontae Smith is looking. We'll take notes if needed, see what we're seeing by this man. And, uh, yeah, so let's jump into these stats now. He's got four seasons at Alabama, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior season, all there, four straight years. The man must have graduated. Bitch, I graduated to call me Big Fish. Yes, sir, Meek Mill and uh, Devontae Smith getting that degree. So even better, even better. Uh, so here we go. In 2017, the SEC freshman wide receiver only played eight games. Only had eight receptions for 160 yards, three touchdowns. Eight receptions for three touchdowns. They were using that man in the red zone. Yes, sir. But he got even better. And then in 2018, he played 13 games, 42 receptions. So stepping it up, three, 693 yards, six touchdowns. Yes, sir. Then 2019 happened to a tag of Aloha, 68 receptions for 1,256 yards and 14 touchdowns. Yes, sir. And then his highs year senior season uh, 117 receptions by far the most he's ever had in an entire season 1856 yards yes sir 23 touchdowns absolutely absurd 23 touchdowns Alrighty, let's kind of go into some games here let's kind of see what he was do he was doing with Tua in 2019 Let's go to some game logs in 2019 here. Getting a feel of what he's doing on a game basis here. Alrighty. What do we got here? 54 yards, 47 yards, then rips off 136-yard performance, two touchdowns, back to 26, then back up to 274 yards and five touchdowns against Mississippi in 2019. Gosh darn. 99-yard game, 18-yard game, 67-yard game, 213-yard game, two touchdowns, 92-yard game, 94-yard game, 80-yard game, 56-yard game. So he closed out the season very, very well. Um, and then against Michigan in their bowl game, able to beat Michigan, able to beat Michigan, able to get the win. Very well done. Three catches for 56 yards and a touchdown against Michigan. Alrighty, that was 2019. Let's kind of see what he did this year, his Heisman year in 2020. Um, all right, and we got to go back here. Game logs of 2020. He had 24, 23 touchdowns. Absolutely magnificent. So here we go. 
game one, 89 yards, no touchdowns. Game two, 63 yards, touchdown. 164 yards, touchdown. 167 yards, two touchdowns. 73 yards, no touchdowns. 203 yards, four touchdowns. 144 yards, two touchdowns. 171 yards, two touchdowns. 231 yards, three touchdowns. He just had a span of one, two, three, four games of all 100 and plus yards. And two of those games were 200 and plus yards. Absolutely great four game stretch here. Then he took a little dip with 22 yards. No touchdowns. Then he's right back at it. 184 yards, two touchdowns. 130 yards, three touchdowns. 100 and, or 215 yards, three touchdowns in the bowl game, in the championship game against Ohio State. He went for 215 yards and three touchdowns. Talk about monster performance. I mean, in the first bowl game. In the playoffs against Notre Dame in 2020, 130 yards, three touchdowns. Then in the championship game against Ohio State, 215 yards, three touchdowns. So getting it done in the bowl games, getting it done in the regular season, that's a complete player to me, folks. We said that we elevate, we we evaluate bowl games very heavily if because you've got so much time to prepare. Um, you should be, you know... Doing your best, especially in bowl games when, you know, most college defenses are not good. And now in the bowl game, you have a reasonable opponent, a comparable opponent to you. You cannot be floundering in those bowl games. And we just saw Devontae Smith, Heisman, uh, Seisman, senior season, doing it big in the biggest game of his entire career, championship game in 2020. He gets it done. So the stats are super impressive to us. Absolutely love it. So now let's see if the film agrees with us. Uh, shout out College Films on YouTube, 9.6 thousand subscribers. This is where our highlight is coming from today. So here we go. What Devontae Smith in, did in 2020. Another reminder, all the film we are watching is going to be this year alone unless there is a prospect that did not play this season. Then we'll go back to their to probably last season. But this is what we're going to look at, their 2020 season. What did they do this season? That's what we want to see, and that's what we're going to get from Devontae Smith. So here we go. Um... The film is a little bit zoomed in, a little bit more than I liked, but uh, this was the best kind of film that I got in totality of not more than, you know, 15, 20 minutes. We're trying to stay between like 6 and 10 here, and we get 6.47 here. So this is the best highlight package I could get, and it's still workable. It's still doable, uh, but we can't get, you know, the timing, the score, kind of like what we like to see. But here we go. Devontae Smith, wide receiver for Alabama. Here we go. 2020 highlights. Let's roll the tape. Uh, Mac Jones is throwing him the ball. Oh my gosh, who we will be looking at. He is a definite prospect that will be drafted this season. But Devontae Smith right here, back of the end zone, goes up and gets the ball one-handed, folks. He's only 6'1". It's not like he's 6'3", 6'6". That's wild. Uh, he's just 6'1". Little old Devontae Smith there goes up one-handed and can secure the catch. Catching abilities looking right great off the rip, folks. Alrighty, back in the red zone, Devontae Smith one-on-one -on -one and going up and getting it. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Devontae Smith winning one-on-one -on -one matchups. And now if we have Devontae Smith and Devontae Parker for the Dolphins, who both can win 50-50 balls one-on-one, -on -one, I'm all about it. And we know Tua loves throwing. We know Tua loves throwing that kind of one-on-one -on -one matchup in the red zone if it's there. And we see Devontae Smith catching all these one-on-one -on -one matchups single-handedly in the end zone. Love it. Alrighty, two plays in, and I'm already about this man. Here we go. 
beats the beats the defender here 50 yard touchdown yes sir this is kind of why we want oh we get a replay right here just blows right back by the cornerback safety it's too slow to keep up with them and Devonte smith is there for the touchdown all right back on the goal line here from the two yard line Devonte smith back of the end zone not a greatly thrown ball Devonte smith has to kind of come back inside toward it a little bit if he keeps going outside that's easy all day but still able to get his foot down very very close at the back of that end zone now in college you only need one foot in the nfl he wouldn't have been able to catch that ball so that is something that we have to keep an eye on um all right here we go keeping the film going here mac jones goes all the way deep and once again we get another shot of Devonte smith behind every single defender here just right here the speed the speed is great just beating defenders right there running some great routes all righty now we get the slant game and then his speed cutting right back to the outside, and he is gone, folks. So he can kind of do the slants like Julio Jones does. We get a nice little replay here of how he did it. He went out there and blocked, sold it, and then he caught it on the slant, broke it right back to the outside, and beat everybody else to the end zone. All right, a nice little screen play right here. And that's fantastic. We know the Dolphins do like their screens a little bit. Watch it one more time. Great blocking out in front. Makes that first descent, defender just miss. I mean, you see the defender break down right there. And then Devontae Smith hits him with the outside run. And he's able to turn the corner. Can't get brought down. Great blocking out in front. Absolutely fantastic. Shout out number eight for the block there. Draft number eight. Who was that? Draft that man. <laughs> blocking wide receiver. Love it. Alrighty, here we go. Another play going deep. Eight, oh my, uh, I mean, what is that? Like two steps ahead of this defender. I mean, you cannot keep up speed. Look at him just burning him right off the rip. These defenders in college obviously aren't the fastest, but still, we're not going to penalize you for burning a defender. <laughs> How lame is that? Right here, burning another defender for LSU right here, just off the rip. This is one-on-one -on -one matchup. That nice little... Uh, kind of natural rub play right there able to break free and he's able to go all the way down the sideline for the touchdown All these are against LSU. What is going on right here? Um, I think is this not the same play <laughs> they show the same play play back-to-back. -back? All right Ooh, tight throw here knows he's gonna take a shot and he still has the Concentration to reel the ball in in the red zone able to get it done here It is I mean look at that throw folks well done by Mac Jones That's an absolute perfect throw and Devontae Smith coming across the middle No, he's gonna take a hit able to still hold on to the ball and here we go Yes, sir light lightly underthrown here by Mac Jones the double move by Devontae Smith beats the defender all day, but it's a little underthrown, so Devontae Smith has to go and challenge the ball, and he's able to come down with it. So absolutely fantastic. Wide open here, able to get behind Ohio State's defense. Yes, sir. Is this the national championship game? It is. So even in the national championship game, if you have a, if you have a linebacker on De Devontae Smith, you're going to lose the game. We just saw it right there. And is he on punt returns too? What is this? Devontae Smith returning a punt up the middle too fast sayonara touchdown Bama yes sir the man can return punts as well love it look at that vision the speed 
He doesn't do any unnecessary moves. He's not like he's out in, out, out in, cutting in, weaving in. And now he does like one weave and he's going to beat you with his pure speed right to the end zone. We saw that on all the routes he was running. We saw it in the kickoff. And right here, he just gets behind literally every single part of the defense wide open for the touchdown. All right, Mac Jones buying time. This is now a improv play by Devontae Smith coming at the back of the end zone. Tight coverage on him, and he's still able to make it. So here we go. This is all improv coming right back to the ball. Just keeps on coming back, and he's able to catch the ball. And that is tight coverage, folks. We got to slow this one down a tad. Let's get this slowed down. Playback speed. Here we go. Let's play it at uh, 25%. Here we go. Here it is, back of the end zone. Look how tight. I, I can't even believe the ball got in there. Woo! Great throw, great catch, concentration, coming back, playing back to the ball. He knows how to play the receiver position, folks, and I love it. All right, back to normal speed. Here we go. Right. Oh, yes, yes. I can see Tua and Devontae Smith running and hooking up. One-on-one -on -one matchup. Corner of, the, or corner of the front of the end zone. He comes back to the ball. Two feet and bounce. NFL catch. Places it right on the money. Tua's going to be doing that as well. Love it. Alrighty, and then here we go. Once again, just beating defenders. He can beat defenders. He's beating Georgia's defenders, Ohio State's defenders, LSU's defenders. I mean, folks, these are decent defenses. We're talking about top tier in the NFL or a top tier in the college football uh, programs. Here he is just sprinting all around every piece of Notre Dame's defense here in the first round of the playoffs. And there it is. I mean, he just finds the open space. Once again, open right here. There he goes. Bingo, bango. Right there against Ohio State again. Just coming across the middle of the field, unblocked. Too fast to keep up with. And then he just beats everybody to the corner of the pylon for the touchdown. Another one. I mean, come on, come on. You're going to press defense, man, single coverage defense in the red zone against this man. You're going to get burnt. You're going to have a bad time. You're going to lose the game. Once again, just beating him to the inside. Look at that. Look at that nice move that he puts on the defender here. Once again, let's slow it down a little bit. We get a better angle on the second replay, but here we go. I mean, you got to watch this defender up top. He can either come in outside. He plants that left foot, digs into the right back inside, and then it's able to beat the defender. Wide open catch now because the defender had to play the outside and the inside. Devontae Smith sells the outside so great that uh, the defender was stumbling around a little bit. In the red zone. Dump off to Devontae Smith, beating Ohio State, yes sir, to the corner. His speed is something great, folks. I want to see this man clocked officially in a 40, but um, what a great season by him. Heisman winner, 1,800 yards, 117 receptions, and 23 total touchdowns. Three touchdowns, six of his 23 coming in bowl games, championship games, playoff games. So absolutely magnificent. Devontae Smith at number three, Dolphins, please take him, please take him. 
Alrighty, that is going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. We're back tomorrow with another draft prospect. Who will it be? You have to tune in to find out, folks. 73 days for 73 prospects to get us ready for the draft. That's our mission. We're sticking to it. Two days down, Trevor Lawrence, Devontae Smith. These players will be going high in the draft. How high? Hopefully one and three. Hopefully not any lower than that. But, um, yeah, we're back tomorrow, noon Eastern, live. Twitch.tv slash takes by fans, breaking down the NBA, cashing in our moneymaker, doing another draft prospect. That's what we got on the show. Alrighty, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow, like always. Alrighty, we are out of here.